Hey y'all, it's Reagan and Emerald, and we're back with another episode of the Black Girl Manifesto Podcast. Large and in effect, baby. Yes, episode dos. Seat at the table. Yes. But before we get into the episode, we really wanted to take a moment to just express our gratitude. Yes. The overwhelming. Yes. The overwhelming support we've just received in the last couple of days. Yeah. Well, you know, well, since then, this is, it's been, what, like, since two weeks or so? It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, since, since we, like, officially released photos and things like that on our page. And it was just like, you know, out the gate, people were like, oh, I'm, I'm so proud. I'm in awe. And not gonna lie, y'all made us a little nervous. Cause I'm just like, damn, what if they listen? It's like, they, they think it sucks. But overall, we are just grateful and appreciative. And Rick, I think we need to touch on the fact that we had manifested that day. We put into into the atmosphere of existence. We were like, when we drop that day, we're going to reach 50 followers. Reagan said it. She was like, I'm putting existence. And I said, not firmness. And guess what? That's exactly what we did. And we're so, we're just so happy, like, to know that your work is being received even mm-hmm. before it's even been put out there. Yeah. And like, you kind of touched on it. It's kind of scary. It is scary. It's scary for me, especially as like the more creative side to this whole thing. The it's scary scenes. for me because I don't like rejection. Um, yes. <laughs> or disapproval. <laughs> yes. But as someone who's like, because, you know, you know how I am yeah. really hard on myself when it comes to like making my craft come to life. Mm-hmm. And I can I can take criticism. But am I going to go cry in the corner for a second? Yeah, I'm going to lick my wounds and I'm going to come back. But it just really it was amazing to see how many people were excited without even knowing anything. It was beautiful and a blessing. Yes. So. Thank you so much, but we're going to get right into this episode. But before we do that, Emerald told y'all that we will be doing affirmations, quotes at the beginning of our episodes. And so mine goes with the podcast and it's also a little quiz for Emerald. I'm nervous. Hope I pass. I really hope you do too. Oh, <laughs> well, this is a quiz quiz. So no matter what accomplishments you make, somebody helped you. And this was said by Althea Gibson. Who is what? she? She's a tennis player. What what what's some what's some fun facts about her? Um, amazing fact. Okay, so she was not only a tennis player, she also played golf. What she, type of tennis player? A professional tennis player. A black female <laughs> tennis player. I was I mean I'm sorry. In my mind, it's like, how do you not know where Althea Gibson is? <laughs> but I have to realize we're here to educate and inform people as well on certain things. But yes, yeah, she was a black female tennis player who played on what is now the WTA. But um, around, I want to say, I want to say the 50s or so. Um, this was before Venus and Serena. Yes, there were others before them. Um, but yeah, she was, she also played golf, which I think was pretty amazing and i i think she was like super tall she at least had to be almost i want to say either five ten or six foot that was another fun fact that was a tall woman i'm listening 
She was the first African American to win a Grand Slam. She was before Arthur Ashe. Y'all remember Arthur? Shout out to Arthur Ashe, Richmond homegrown. Love to see that. <laughs> I saw this quote when I was doing some research. I'm like, what's what's a good quote for this episode? Mm-hmm. And I saw this and I said, Ooh, let me let me test Emmy. Let me see if she knows. Man, if I had gotten this wrong, they would be like, she never played tennis. <laughs> She always talk about she played tennis <laughs> and she don't even know. <laughs> she don't know who Althea Gibson is. Who came before her. Right. But anywho, let's go ahead and get into our intro music that we both really love so yeah. much. We're on a little dance break. And we're back, y'all. Love that intro music. I do too. I always jam out to it. Anywho, we're gonna. (laughs) Please don't mind this squeaky chair in the background, please. We are in the process of getting a new one. Yes. So if you hear the, sorry, it's just gonna happen. I move a little too much. (laughs) Um, but I just wanted to give a little background into the episode that we're talking about. I wanted to give a few disclaimers, um, just because it is our duty as the podcasters to make sure that we're creating a space that is welcoming. Um, what's my other word? Not, not attacking. Mm -hmm. No hatefulness is coming from this. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a topic that's might, that might be a little touchy. I think, Yeah, I would say it's a little touchy. Um, and I really wanted to talk about it because I'm really into pop culture. I'm really into like talking about things that happens. And that's kind of where our podcast started from really is is me going on rants (laughs) and Emerald being like, yeah, either co-signing or saying, "Mm, Reagan, Mm, I thought it this way. <laughs> um, but so I was watching, I think I saw on TikTok first. I saw on TikTok the discussion about um Shayla, Princess, and Neri. And this happened on Love and Hip Hop Miami. And so basically Shayla has an organization that was created for black women as a space for black women to come together. Mm-hmm. And Princess, who is of black and Asian descent, Neri, who's of Hispanic descent, I don't know specifically, and Shayla, who is black and white. That's where the conversation is. I didn't ha- know she was black and white. Yeah, her mom is not. Uh, her mom's not black. Her mom oh, wow. is. Yeah. So that was also another layer to the conversation. Yeah. Oh, that's that's news to me. I yeah. Um, and that is why Princess was kind of taken off. So there's a whole. There's a lot of dynamics in that conversation. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um. But basically, Shayla has an organization made for Black women as a space for Black women to congregate is like how I've gathered the organization. Mm-hmm. She had an event. She did not invite the Neri woman because she's Hispanic. She's not a bl- She doesn't identify as Black. Neri and Princess basically are like, it's rude that you didn't invite us to this space. And that kind of sprouted this conversation of, you know, having a seat at the table slash having places of community for black women and defining why it's necessary for black women to have that space and defining, you know, who's welcome at what level someone welcome. That's a lot of layers that we're going to get into. Yeah. Wait, again, princess is, you said she's black and Asian, Asian. And yes. She wasn't invited. 
I don't know if she was or wasn't. I can't okay. give full context on it because I I do not like Miami. <laughs> I've watched I've watched New York and I watched Atlanta, but Miami I I don't watch yeah. that much. And Princess and Ray J, I mm. I can have a whole conversation about their weird res- relationship. <laughs> yeah, um, but I wanted to make two disclaimers before we get like really into the thick of this. Um, one being that. I wanted to talk about my identity as a black woman and coming from my mom is black and Mexican and going through the podcast. I do identify as a black woman, but I do want to make it clear to everyone that I do have a little bit of a different perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And that is that's not why we're so like pushing to be inclusive of things, Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a great motivator motivator for the both of us to understand that, you know, Black doesn't come in just one shade or doesn't look one way or have one identity. And I've recently come to embrace my Mexican heritage. And so to not erase that identity, I do want to make sure that I am very aware of both and include both when I talk about things like this. So I just wanted to make a disclaimer to everyone to understand that, like, while you know, Emerald is a black woman and I am a black woman. I am a black woman who also, I didn't, <laughs> Emerald said, I am a white woman. No, I was just laughing because I thought you were going to say Emerald is a black one. I said, <laughs> I thought that's what she was about to say. No. But, but continue, go ahead. No, I was going to say that we both identify as black women, but right. our identities as black women are different for both of us. Our experiences are different mm-hmm. and we try to be respectful of each person's perspective and what they've gone through in life, I think. And that's what we really want to make sure people know about on this podcast. And that leads me to my second disclaimer is that while we will be talking on very touchy things, this is not a place to bash anyone, know any identities. We may make jokes because that is how we are. Yeah. I can't promise that we won't make a joke that might fall the wrong way. And we will definitely apologize if it offended anyone. But this is definitely not a place for us to bash anyone or for anyone to bash anyone else. And hopefully it's a way for us to find solutions for things. We both like to find solutions for a lot of issues going on. And we just want to make sure that this podcast does that. Did I sum that up? You let me know. It was beautiful. (laughs) I loved it. I love it. Okay, well, since I'm leading the episode, I've been talking a lot. I want to ask questions so that you can finally talk. Please me. Let me answer. Um, <laughs> why you say it like that? <laughs> okay, so when I was thinking about this whole topic, and I was like, how should we approach this? Like, this is a very layered, like I said, layered and complicated right. conversation. Let's let's take it back to why these minority-based organizations were created. Like, why were they created? From my understanding, basically very surface level, they were created because if we go back into times, Jim Crow era, before then also, where Black people didn't have a lot of rights necessarily, and they were created to have our own organizations and communities, Mm -hmm. essentially. We can bring up... uh, Everybody knows it's Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was Black Wall Street, basically. So that was our own community. And that's surface level, what I can give. That's why they were created. Mm -hmm. So Black people have a space where they go, they feel safe. They know they can be around other individuals that look like them. 
and not face hate and judgment and things of that matter. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Surface level, basically. So why would you say we need them? Like, why do we as, you know, because that's the question people want to know is like, why do we need, for example, we're in a D9 organization, Mm -hmm. but not even to get beyond even that, like Mm -hmm. other organizations that are created solely for not even just black people, like there's Asian communities, Mm -hmm. there's Hispanic, because I was a part of the um, Hispanic uh, Association at Mason too. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's different organizations for different communities. Like, what did you, why did you feel you needed one, I guess? Um, partially, this is me speaking, growing up through experiences I have, I was always in diverse environments. I will say that. Um, but like, so I never really felt excluded. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be, I don't say accepted or more included, but I wanted to be more around individuals where I know it's like a, it's like a thing. Like as black people and black men and specifically, we have like this certain culture and block uh, bond <laughs> um you know where it's like certain things like you don't have to speak it's just like you do this look like you see that? <laughs> I, I know you saw that and you and it's like it's like a telepathy but that's mm-hmm. not only the only sole reason but i never i was i feel like i was already well educated and surrounded growing up my um childhood best friend in elementary school up until like middle school mm-hmm. she was turkish mm-hmm. like i that was, you know, and I learned her customs and her ways. Again, middle school through high school, playing tennis, I was surrounded basically by, like, in a white organization. Because, you know, it's always like, besides, you know, people like Venus and Serena, that's not our sport. Mm-hmm. It's always basketball and football and things like that. So I just felt like I was very included. But I can see why in your question, like, why now? in today's time where we're not living in an era where it's like it's Jim Crow and things like that. So it's kind of like, why are the the spaces created and cultivated now these days where it seems like everybody should be accepted. But I think we also have to make light of the fact that that's also not true. Yeah. In lots of areas, like black people are still not like accepted in any amount in anywhere, basically. I think like for me, because people always ask, like, why did you join Delta? Right. Stuff like that. I have a different experience from you. I grew up in predominantly white areas. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, like, till my fifth grade year, mm-hmm. that was the only time where I was, like, surrounded by, like, where minorities were white people. Mm-hmm. The majority was everyone else. Right. And then I went to middle school and high school, predominantly white high schools, and I was a minority. Mm-hmm and it's different it's weird when you're the only black girl in your class yeah because i was in honors classes and there's like one black girl and one black boy right and then like i got another black girl in the class with me you know to like kiki key with them. yeah yeah you know how it is right well you don't know how but you know what i mean right, when right, i say right. that so for me when i got to college i I had to make a tough decision whether or not I wanted to go to HBCU. Mm. And that's kind of one of those things too. Like, why do we need HBCUs? Right. Mm -hmm. And I had to make the decision. I was like, well, I'm not going to be 
in a, a surrounding where black people are going to be in the majority mm-hmm. in most cases. Right. And I was fearful that if I went to that route, that I would, would be f- like not be able to handle myself in the real world and deal with like the repercussions of dealing with, you know, other people, you know, right. you face certain things. Right. But at the same time, choosing to go to BWI mm-hmm. chose a D9 organization to join. Right. Because I still craved that community, like you said. Right. Like, I still craved to be around people that looked like me, that shared similar experiences as me. Mm-hmm. Even though, I, you know, I have a white best friend. I've had a lot of white friends, but there's another layer to it when you have, you know, your... <laughs> Your 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 brother or your sister. <laughs> yeah, like you yeah. You, just, you can just talk about certain things, right? And you feel less like nervous to say certain things. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No, definitely. And I think that's why these organizations, like this, to in this day and age, mm-hmm. are available for us because you're able to say you can be more free. Yeah, you don't have to censor yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely feel that to an extent. Yeah. I feel like sometimes as a community, we censor one another as well. Mm-hmm. You can't be like me, the crafty black girl. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? You have to be a particular black girl. Right. Sometimes that comes into play, but I'm not going to say that's the case for all. Right. To get back into the subject. <laughs> but I think of in like modern terms, that's kind of why we needed that yeah. like camaraderie, like just to be who you are. Exactly. You know, I think that's that's a good point to touch on HBCUs because people ask me all the time. They're like, why didn't you go to an HBCU? Mm-hmm. And I never downplay. I I definitely gave it thought. Yeah, no, I went I went to tour. I did. I did, too. I did okay. a few tours. Yeah, I was I was it was it was top priority. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did a few tours and it was just kind of like I gave different aspects where I knew my only goal was just I wanted to go to college and get my get my degree. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that's all I was thinking about, and then it just came came into play where I've always been in diverse environments and things and such. So when that happened, like I remember we had a um I had a group me or something mm-hmm. before we came to Mason, and it was all different races. It was yeah. black, white, Asian. You know, everybody was in that. And I think like, yeah, that's what. I think like being able to choose Mason or choose the university we did, mm-hmm. we didn't choose like a completely predominantly white mm-hmm. organization, like a uh, university. School. Yeah. Like I was exposed to so many different cultures while at Mason. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Like if I didn't go to Mason, I wouldn't have learned more about my own background. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have like, I made very ignorant statements before I had one friend, you know, we're not, as Americans, yeah, we're very like in a bubble. Mm-hmm. We we're not taught like anything about anybody else's culture. And I made a very ignorant comment one time, and my fr- my friend now, but then when I first met her, she was really offended by what I had said. Right, but it was it was from an ignorant place. Like I legitimately didn't know. My ex- only exposures to that culture were television Mm. or just like certain people in my life right and I remember after that day I was like you know that corrected me you know it snapped me it was like you know 
just because you're black doesn't mean you can't be ignorant towards other people's oppressions and other people's things. And I think that being in those communities helps that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) That was a lot. Sorry. (laughs) That was good though. (laughs) I mean, we still got more questions. I was going to say like, what have you've been in several organizations? Mm -hmm. Um, what have they done for you specifically the minority ones? Like what have you been able to say like, wow, this gave me this. Hmm. Trying to think. That's it. Are we talking just on a college based level? No. Um, I'd say, uh, when, so growing up, I played JTT, which is junior team tennis, which is basically like AAU, but for tennis. Mm -hmm. And, Again, meeting all those different backgrounds and things and such. I made multiple friends. I got great access to other coaches Mm -hmm. and camps and things and such. And that was really like a blessing. I was afforded that. And then that took me to the point where I could have played tennis in college. You know, Mm -hmm. I I took the route to not do that. But um, yeah, that's one thing that I was really fortunate and afforded to be able to have that. And oh, and at Mason, when I was a peer student, peer student success coach, mm-hmm. again, very diverse, very inclusive, all of us. I actually remember we did a, um, a retreat one time and we did like a really, really touchy game. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a it was that thing where you go to a different corner if you agree. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Yeah. And it was some really touchy questions, you know, because it's, then it's kind of like you're really going to find out what people are like. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to walk away from things like that to be like. Not look at them yeah, in like, a certain way. Like, I remember when this was this was very soon after we crossed to and it was like the question was uh, people join sororities and fraternities to buy their friends. And I was, I was over in the corner like, oh, oh. <laughs> I just. Did you buy your friends? No. <laughs> no, no. That is not why I joined Delta <laughs> at all. But, um, but that was very inclusive and things and such. And that put me in a position where if I want to go to those people again, they can write me letters of recommendation for jobs. Mm-hmm. They can speak on my character, my work ethic. Uh, in certain situations like that but i'd say those basically growing up and most recent how i've been afforded all those opportunities and some of the things that i have today Mm -hmm. and skills so would you say to switch it back to um talking about minority based groups Mm -hmm. this might be a touchy sub question i'm nervous (laughs) Should white slash non-black people be included in organizations that are dedicated to primarily black people? The tea is hot, ladies and gentlemen. The boil has started. Um, and let me actually break it into two different categories. Oh God, now it's now it's really steamy. Go ahead. Just to make it a little, no, I think this will make it easier. Okay. Um, when it comes to in terms, let's take greek sorority stuff out of that first yeah. let's not even look at that that's the first thing people would think about yeah yeah and that one's touchy that one's super touchy but let's talk about like an organization that is made to help black women i don't i'm 
pulling it off the top of my head. Like a, uh, I know there's one for black women who are in nursing mm-hmm. or black women in tech. Mm-hmm. And that's like the premise. Like that's what they're about. Right. Should non-black women be allowed to, to be a part of that? I say, this is so hard for me. I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay. I'd say maybe to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And I only say this because, again, going into certain things, Black women want to see women that are successful just like them. For example, I just joined a Facebook group mm-hmm. and it's called um, Black Women in Public Health. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder, like, what if somebody who's not Black, you know, wants to join a Facebook group and they look at them like, girl, what you doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, now you, now you know better. Like, mm-hmm. but I'd say if it's coming from a place of, being a strong ally mm-hmm. maybe yes but it's just that's it's such it's such a gray area it's so gray because when does allyship cross the line she's throwing questions on top of questions because that questions. that was that was one for later like yeah because for me and i didn't i'm so sorry i cut no, i cut you off in the middle of your thought i apologize <laughs> i mean i'm holding it <laughs> allyship is a lot of times confused i feel like mm-hmm. people use that as a excuse yeah and sometimes you gotta say you gotta draw a line with your allyship yeah no i i definitely agree and i think people i think at least that the friends that i have in my life mm-hmm. have have stated you know there's an, a distinct line of me supporting you mm-hmm and helping you get to where you want to be versus putting myself in your environment. Right. And potentially, I'm not going to say they take in our opportunity, but that's potentially what could happen. Precisely. Or coming into an environment that is not created for you because you don't necessarily need it. That's That was the, that was the other part I was going to touch on because it's like, it's, again, it's, a thing that's like black women in, like you said, tech or, you know, association of black female doctors. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like when you have a certain type of, when you look a certain type of way, you have more freedom Mm -hmm. in a sense where it's like, you could join any, you could just join the American association of doctors. Whereas in this community, in a lot in this day and age, you got to jump through hoops mm-hmm. if you're a minority. And I don't think people see that all the time where it's just kind of like, well, you have all these accolades and you did this and this and this, but it's just like, it wasn't good enough for just what is seen as the overall mm-hmm. organization scale. Yeah. Essentially. So. Yeah. I feel that like, I think where that comes into a big play is like you said, when there's a already an organization, mm-hmm. a bigger one, words matter. They do. And people use specific words to categorize the organizations. Mm-hmm. So if there's already an overarching organization for everyone, mm-hmm. 
somebody in that organization potentially maybe it was let's use an example not a black woman maybe it's an indian woman Mm -hmm. and she doesn't see anything for indian women right she's gonna create something for indian women to come to do Mm -hmm. it's not to disregard anyone else right which also leads me to another question that i'll get to in a second but it's a it's made for a reason because she feels as though those women are not being seen, not being heard. They need a place to feel that way. I feel that. There's already a stage for everyone else. Why can't we allow a stage for them? Right. It just it feels it feels good to see um people that look like you just like doing it again. Mm-hmm. And it's like damn, well, she did it, like, you know, I I could do that too type deal. So mm-hmm. I definitely feel you on that level of, like, again, creating our own spaces because it's hard because, one, Black people, this, again, throughout history, touching, you know, people think, like, like, who gets credit for the light bulb? Thomas Edison. But it's like... <laughs> Me not knowing who. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, it's not even the light bulb that, Mm. makes it light up it's the it's the filament within the light bulb yeah the thing right and yeah and a black man created that but you don't you don't see him getting the credit Mm -hmm. at all it's always who with the light bulb thomas edison me in class let me let me correct you because you're very wrong Mm -hmm. you're very wrong (laughs) like it's just it's it's been a a big thing and that's another thing (laughs) right there you knew that. Right. I did not. Yeah. And why? Because that's a whole nother story for another day. Why we need critical race theory. <laughs> but me as a black person, I should know my history. Right. Only, I want to look his only, name up so I can get it right. But continue. Only time I learned anything about my history was when everybody was staring at me about slavery, thinking I knew all the, the damn answers for that. First right. of all, that's the first time. And then when I actively chose to take African-American studies in college, Mm -hmm. it was not a part of my degree, but I was just like, I'm tired of this ignorance that I have of my own culture because we're deprived of that history. Right. And like, I can't remember. I'm really into history, but I, I just couldn't for the longest time did not know anything about my own history Mm -hmm. now i'm like learning about my history and now i'm getting frustrated and i gotta take time away right (laughs) it's that's a whole nother thing Mm -hmm. but i earlier we were talking when i gave the example of the indian woman Mm -hmm. did you find the guy yeah i did what's his name his name is lewis howard latimer and this is crazy because he actually latimer pierce (laughs) (laughs) what is that from Oh, but he actually, he joined under Thomas Edison's. So he stole his work. (laughs) Okay. So he basically was like, Thomas Edison made the company. He was Mm -hmm. like, I've created something great. And he stole his work. It's the light bulb. Essentially. It's like, you know, he, he was the the background guy. I ain't going to say nothing else. (laughs) He was the background guy. Like, this is great. (laughs) But we ain't put your name on it. Basically. That's ghetto for real. And there's your fun fact for today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't say you ain't learned nothing. Right. Um, when I was talking about the Indian lady mm-hmm. and my thing, what why do you feel like 
Don't hate me for this, y'all. I'm nervous. Why is it that... <laughs> so when we were at Mason, I always saw all the Asian kids like mm-hmm. together in the JC, mm-hmm. right? And I would always see like certain groups together. Right. What is the infatuation with invading black spaces? With the shit. I think Asian people are cool too, though. Yeah, I, no, I, no, I, I completely agree with you. But think about it, like that's just the best way I can put it. We like we we just we just got it. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like as black people, there's so many layers to us. Again, and then there's all certain type of like facets as of black people. Again, like you said, you made the point. You're the crafty black girl. You got the emo Basically. black kid. Right. You got <laughs> you have you have the you got the the, the church girl. You got the you mm, know that's a whole nother layer. We're not we're not gonna talk about that today. That's um, stereotyping. It is, but you know it's just we're just really the shit, and it's kind of like if you think about it, we've cultivated a lot that goes into not only this country, but in my eyes, a lot of culture. By the way, people dress talk act again another fun fact that i have for you we all know this man you all we all know the man elvis presley let's talk about it mm-hmm. let's talk about how he stole lots of little richards i mean yes we I all mean, know that yeah 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 but again like it's kind of like we 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 make the world go around in my eyes in multiple different ways whether it's the struggle or not we we did it <laughs> if only y'all could see what I was trying to drink did. some water <laughs> she was trying to be quiet and drink her water why you ain't just you know what I'm about but that's that's just how how I see it but I don't I don't know if it's a it's an infatuation um I'd say I've I've been infatuated when growing in, in middle school and like my hair would be straight mm-hmm. um white girls would come up to me and they'd be like how do you keep it so straight? And I would tell them like, oh, I wrap it up at night. They'd be like, what? What do you do? You wrap it up? And like, they would be like, can you show us? Do you get offended? When I was little, I was just like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's suspicious. When I was little, I don't think I was offended. Um, but now I'd just be like, I mean, I guess I'm doing a link to a YouTube video, but like when I was little, I was like, y'all, y'all really want me to come to this classroom with my scarf and my paddle brush and show y'all how I wrap my hair? Like, because they were just like, I just have to straighten my hair every single day for it to, to stay the way it, it needs to stay. And, you know, they're just like, well, how do you do that? I just, you know, just things like that. It's, it's, I think it's, it comes from an infatuation kind of aspect too. You know me and my TikTok. Because I, I, I still get it today. But not in a sense because you got, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyway. But I still get to this day, like, um, I come into certain spaces, my hair may look changed from one day to the next, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like, What did you do? And I'm like, Oh, I did a, a braid out, a twist out, you know, like things like mm-hmm. that. But just don't touch my hair, that's another thing, not you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you let me. I'm talking about strangers. Like mm-hmm. that's a yeah, that's an invasion of privacy. Boundaries. Like, if we're friends and we get to know each other, I feel like yes, I I will allow you to like ask questions. Mm-hmm. I don't know you on the street. I don't owe you nothing. Right. You, I'm not about to help you with this situation. Yeah, it's like, why do you feel like that's okay? Yeah. But if we're friends and you're, and you have a genuine interest and you want to know, right. obviously like, I'd rather you be educated on something mm-hmm. than you go out there and do something stupid and, or say something stupid to yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that would provide education because mm-hmm. I don't think that we'll ever get out of this place if we're not educated on other people no i definitely feel that i had another question <laughs> i got a question oh no i had a statement <laughs> what's the statement <laughs> um it was talking about whether or not the white people or non-black people should be included in spaces mm-hmm. that are that are made for um i just feel like oh I'm sorry. My brain is like getting back to where it was. The TikTok. Okay. So I watch TikToks Mm -hmm. and it's kind of also like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Where this one TikTok, I'd be, I need to start writing their names. I'd be saving the videos, but I don't write their names down. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like this, not all, Mm -hmm. some white people feel like a entitlement Mm -hmm. to our space to our ideas, to our thoughts, Mm -hmm. to our everything. Mm -hmm. And I think in a way that's what upsets me is when it feels like a more of a sense of entitlement versus it's a sense of curiosity. Mm. You know? How do you feel about that? Do you feel like it's just white people though? Do you feel like it's just white people that have done that to you or made you feel that way? Or do you feel like it comes from different races and backgrounds and cultures? I haven't been exposed to, I've been mostly in white spaces, so okay. I can't answer that question completely. Right. Um, like my friends, some of them are Hispanics, um, and I've never had that experience with them. Mm-hmm. I've I've had experiences where I've had to correct mm-hmm. certain terms but that's a whole nother conversation in its own being with you know being afro-latina mm-hmm. and you know colorism in that community right. and again it goes back to slavery things yeah. um everything <laughs> yeah so like that's that's a whole nother conversation in its own mm-hmm. that i wouldn't have enough time to even speak about yeah um so i wouldn't even address it in this context yeah um mine mostly have come from being or observing because mm. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I felt like a white person entered into a space that wasn't created for them I don't think I have either like personally yeah. like obviously we've seen on Greek and Greek done that mm-hmm. that has happened yeah. and that one I'm just like it is so touchy it is very touchy the, the I think this is one of those situations where it's like I don't see I think that you could do the things that we do in our organizations mm-hmm. without being in our organization. You can support like the initiatives mm-hmm. that the organization is doing without actually being involved. Right. 
I've had a conversation with a white friend about this, you know, <laughs> and they've said that they said, this is not a place for me. Mm-hmm. This was not created for me. Right. I would be a minority in this group. One, mm-hmm. I love everything you do. I think what you stand for is amazing. I think everything you do in the community is amazing, but I'm not black. Yeah. No, I feel that. I'd actually, I'd like to actually sit down with somebody who is in a divine nine organization that is um, not even just white. Cause I've seen different races and mm-hmm. different, you know, um, organizations. Like yeah. I've seen Asian. I could be more I've, un- yeah, understanding. I've seen, yeah. I've seen, you know, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I've seen multiple different races. Like that's, let me, let's have a round table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the context of this, because I don't want to get in the whole conversation of Greek life. Right. No, no. <laughs> but in the context of like being in <laughs> being in spaces of black people mm-hmm. and whether it's crossing the line. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That I do think that would be an interesting conversation. I would ooh, I love I like to be a even if I'm not there, I'm gonna be a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm, me too, girl. I would love to do that. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I actually said this. Okay, I had this question. <laughs> you actually said, you actually, girl, did you read my notes? <laughs> I did not. You kept holding to your chest. She's like, don't look at my notepad. <laughs> okay, you answered like, you asked me and answered like three of my questions. Oh, um, because I was going to say, do you feel like if an organization created by and for black people doesn't allow, oh no, this one is a different question. Oh, okay, go ahead. Um, if an organization is created by, created for mm-hmm. black people, mm-hmm. doesn't allow others, I put quotes around others, mm-hmm. to join, is that self-segregation? Before you answer. Wait, you said doesn't allow or does? Yeah, does not. Okay. And that brings us back to the, you know, the beginning of our episode because, yeah, because that was the issue that Princess was trying to say, Neri is the mother of black children, half black children. Mm -hmm. That she should be allowed to come into this event because she has those children. And that technically she felt like Princess was placing the, the burden on Shayla. I feel like her name is not Shayla. I I said it how it, it is spelled. It's spelled S H S H E L A H. I think it's Sheila. Sheila Shayla. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> um she did not include them in that conversation, but Princess is basically saying like that's you know not fair. So she feels though as just like because she had children with a black man, she should be included in the space. Yes. So my question to you, and we will talk about that in a second, is is it self segregation when we put ourselves in these organizations? No. <laughs> and we'll say, I'm black and I'm brown. I'm black and I'm brown. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. No, I I don't feel like it's self-segregation because when you think about it, when you already go into spaces where you know it's just going to be, why is it that in spaces we enter and we know it's, we're not going to see a multitude of us 
it's like you could say like well that's segregation where it's kind of like if it's a thing hear me out hear me out <laughs> hear me out you are applying to be in an organ in, in a certain organization or mm-hmm. you know whatever and there are people that review these applications and what's one thing you have to list on a lot of applica- applications race you list race and what if the only people that they pick and choose there's like 15 they don't see that what let me stop you there. let me no no let me, let me make my point this is the point right here okay there's there's again there's like 15 there's like 20 people you can cho- choose an organ uh, to be in an organization I'm sorry, is this a job or an organization? No, just an organization. Oh, okay. Not a job. No, it's just... Okay, that's why I was like... No, not jo- <laughs> not like a job application. But again, like, I don't know. I I'm not, I don't have a, an idea, but I know it's like certain organizations. Black women in tech. Let's just use as as an example. No, I'm not using... I'm not using... a. That's the thing. I'm not using a black organization. Okay, so a example. white organization. Yeah, or just not even... Not just a white organization. I mean, organization that's just like... The associate the Association of American Doctors. Okay. Something like that. Per. Okay. <laughs> you were just per. Anyways, so again, you have to fill out an application for that. Mm-hmm. And one thing you have to list is race. What are these people on the board who only list that have to pick? You have 200 applicants and you can only put 20 people on in your organization at that time. And it's like 19 out of those. 20 people are white and you have the one token black person say we're inclusive isn't that considered self-segregation if somebody else has a decision to make who they want to put in their organizations if they only see that the only people they picked are white y'all y'all see Reagan's face she said am i leaving this or is she because i don't got on my goddamn soapbox no because okay this is i get what you're saying mm-hmm. but no I would have used it in the context of like white sororities. That's a good one. Ooh, that would have been the that. better. I saw that. Well, I was trying to get away from Greek stuff. That's I know, right. but that would have been a perfect example for that for me to be like, I'm on board with you. Okay, no, I hear you. But when we're talking about professional events, I wouldn't, I think there's a lack of, and this is where I get on my soapbox because we don't pay teachers enough, first of all. <laughs> no, because if we really. We really talk about it. Yeah. We don't pay teachers enough that don't teach like students like all they don't have enough time to teach every student what they could be. Right. They got to do what they can do with what they got, right? right? And so the the as you get older, teachers I've only had maybe a, a handful of like really phenomenal teachers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to I'm going to blame it on the system. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the system. It's always the system. Um, but what I'm saying is, is like, as you get older, less teachers are able to focus on you and help mm. you get to where you need to be. Right. Yeah. I don't think I really had a black teacher. In, and if I did, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting you, um, at any point to help me get to any place. Yeah. So in terms of like a job thing, mm-hmm. I don't think it's segregation if there's like a community mm-hmm. dedicated just for black people like there's um national professional journalists but for black people right i don't know if they're very exclusive to like you being black with being in that organization but that is created 
so that those black, black journalists so that they can get the opportunities because like you said you put race on things right that organization was created to help you look at the news stations what do you see y'all see me yeah. You are starting to see some me's on right. screen, but how many are they seeing of darker hued women? Yeah. Darker than my shade, because you know I'm learning my skin no, color no. lately. <laughs> You're darker than me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really having a, I'm having a crisis. <laughs> Every time I look, she, she put on her, you're darker than me, and I'm like, because oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm be thinking I'm you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's why i be stressed so anywho okay sorry go back to my thing so mm-hmm. like i don't think that that is segregation mm-hmm. but i see what you're saying yeah i think that we naturally segregate ourselves that is that is a fact i will i will agree with that so i don't i don't understand why it's so bad if we feel as black people within certain organizations we don't want other people in those groups when if you look at other organizations they may have a like you said a token black girl yeah but that's like one every year because they have to right they literally have if they did it's not have quality. it they would the key word is quota yeah they <laughs> literally would ha- yeah. not be allowed to be they they because someone would bells and whistles would be like Mm-mm. yeah Whereas with us, I mean, you don't really have to have the quota. So it's like, why invade that space? No. I I think with other minorities, I'm okay with it because I know that they had some type of struggle like me. Mm -hmm. Not the same. Not saying we've all experienced the same thing. Right. They've experienced certain things. I've experienced certain things. But we have like a similar, like if you ever... I be I'm on Spanish TikTok. Half the time I don't even be knowing what anybody be saying. Right. But I'll get the jokes. Yeah. Because it's very similar to how we were raised. Right. And so for me, I guess that's more of where I'm coming from. It was like if it's like culturally, we are very similar. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. But I don't think it's self-segregation. No. I don't either. I think it's just seeking out like-minded people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like all of me and other my other, our other friend who does crafting. Right. Sorry, we're not going to invite you to our crafting club because yeah. you're not a crafting and person. And I understand that. <laughs> I, I'll tell people all the time, I'm like, y'all, I have the ideas, but when it comes to actually putting together, it will not happen because I'm, that's, I know I play off my strengths and weaknesses, basically. Like, and I'm like, that's, that's not a strength of mine. We can talk about um us doing this. Well, I'll be like, Reagan, I got this idea, right? For this, this post, or this whatever, and I'm like, but I'm gonna tell you about it because that's not my. Because I'm like, because if I do it, they're gonna be like, this shit whack. She made a template for a story. I looked at that thing. All I saw was some boxes. <laughs> she literally was like, Reagan, it's a template. I said, girl, I hope you really was not trying to put you no all in this because this is looking crazy. I literally did it like five minutes. I was like, where's Reagan? She was spending hours like on <laughs> one graphic i'm like girl this in five minutes i'm i'm that is not that's not my that's not what i do that's not what i do now as far as setting things like when it comes to things like the money or like you know contact i will 
I would bug the hell out of you. I would be like, Emerald, can you talk to this person? Because I'm the anti-social she one. Def- oh my God, you do that all the time. Can you talk to them, please? All the time. We going off topic. We are. Let's get back. Let's yes. get really back in. I have back in. one last question. I'm listening. Like I said in the beginning, I would like for us to not... I feel like we low-key came at people's lives. So I want to reel it back. Yeah. How do we offer... Oh, I did have one good question. <clears throat> Let me ask this question, actually. And it relates back to the TikTok. <laughs> you love some TikTok. Should there be spaces for white women with children that are black? Yes. But who should be responsible for creating those spaces? Damn. She just hit me in the face with a brick for that. She said... <laughs> Hold on, hold on one second. I'm gonna throw a curveball up in there. Damn, that's a really good. Mm. I want to. I wouldn't say good. responsibility. You said what? If I were answering this question, I would say it shouldn't be a responsibility of like who wants to. I feel that because I feel as a black woman, we're expected. If you're yes, get out my head. <laughs> We are expected to, because in my eyes, again, throughout history, the black woman has been seen as a matriarch. Mm-hmm, we are. For God's sakes, it's called Mother Africa for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, God is a woman and she is black. Like, and like, I just, that's just how I feel. Like, it's just a thing where it's like, I would not feel responsible in that sense now to create something like that. Now, I would say, if a woman of another particular race has a child by a black man and such, and they're just kind of like, I don't know what to do as far as things, again, hair, mm-hmm. that's mo- mostly a big thing, as far as their hair. And if she seeks out help, if I was in a situation as a black woman, I would not turn her away. Because again, she's trying to be a good mother and provide for her child in that way. Because self esteem is such a big thing. It's such a big thing. <laughs> she just left me hanging. I was just like, as far as we all know, hair for black girls, it's such a big thing that contributes to your self esteem from the time you are born till you 80. Can we talk about it? Line. Can we also talk about the fact that? My mom does not have my texture hair. Mm. Imagine, I can only imagine if the women in my mom's life had turned her away. Mm. So my mom's not really close to her, our biological family, Mm. right? So a lot of the women in my life, the black women in my life are not related to me at all. Mm -hmm. My mom looks like a white lady. (laughs) We always joke about this, but she's not. Right. But her hair texture is not anything close to mine. Right. My mom touches my hair sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be it'd be hurting. It'd be hurting awesome. when I was younger. But my mom knew better. My mom was like, I don't, I didn't have this hair. Her mom passed away when she was younger, like mm-hmm. I've said before. So her mom didn't like pass anything. And also another thing, even within black families, my grandma was black. Mm-hmm. Her hair texture was similar to yours. Mm-hmm. Like a a lot loose, like a lot looser, not as coarse as mine is, where it's like. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so like they never really had to deal with mm-hmm. that type of texture hair. And so my mom was always asking, well, what products do I put in my daughter's hair? And if she was just, if someone on the street, if she just, um, she would never ask someone on the street. She would always find someone that she was comfortable with. Cause again, even as a black woman, I feel like she got judged a lot Yeah, with that. She would ask people, oh, what do you use on your hair? And my mom would come home to me, like, as I got older and be like, Oh, this woman did this. We girl, we tried out a lot of stuff. We tried the Dominican salon. My head was burning. Child. My head was burning. Oh my. my mom didn't know anything about perms when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Black woman put a perm in my hair. My mom didn't know what to do, so my mom had to keep putting perms in my hair. Right. Um, but my hair stayed done. My mom made sure I got braids done. And that is attributed to the other black women in her life. Yeah. That have said hey i can do it yeah or let me send her to the right place right and that's kind of something that i feel like i'm not gonna do that for just anybody (laughs) that ain't my job right like i said earlier but i have people in my life that potentially are gonna go down that route and i do have people in that route right and i do i'm like here's some youtube videos Here's some products that i've used Mm -hmm. here's some reviews that i've seen right because we're very privileged these days with with stuff like that. Girl, it, it just, you know, it was OG for me? Just for me? No. Pink lotion. <laughs> I did have that. That, was, that stuff kind of stank, though. It did, but it was like, oh, it made your hair. It was like, oh, it feels so soft. Mm-hmm. Now they got, um. Just I, for me kids is now a line. They got a whole. Yeah, mm. I was going to say Cantu, but not them. They got, um. Shane Moisture. On, on Jackie. On Jackie's. On Jackie's expensive. I use uh, that too. It's so good. Carol's Daughters. Yeah. There's so many products, but then there's also so much information on the internet. And for me, I when I asked this question and I thought about this question, there's so much information on the internet this these days. Mm-hmm. I don't think you necessarily have to go up to a black woman and expect her to do all the work for you. Right. I think that you should have at least your own foundation because there's so many tools you can do. Mm-hmm. You you have nine months to prepare. I know there's other stuff to do. I know there's other stuff you gotta right. prepare for. Right. I understand. I think that should be one of the things that you're doing. Yeah. Also, if you're having a, a child with a man who's black or whatever, if you, even if you're a white man having a child with a black woman. Right. They also have family members. Girl, I don't let me tell you something. I'm in that club of black girls that cannot breed. Like, if there was an organization for me, we would all meet. We are here because none of us can braid. Like, that's, <laughs> I cannot braid to the scalp whatsoever. Like, but I can. Yeah, you can. I'm just like, damn, like, I need to learn how to do that. Like, I tell my mom all the time, I'm like, teach me, teach me, teach me. And she'd be, I'd be like, you know, I'm going to have to wait till I have a daughter. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to have to wait till I have a daughter or something for her to actually, like, be like, don't you have your child running around here looking crazy? Like, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. But and she'll probably do it. She would. Yeah. She'd probably do her own hair, but I told her stop because when. <laughs> I need to learn from my child. Like, um, but I'm glad you brought that up about how you feel like it's not black women's responsibility. I remember this clear as day. My mom, um, she was where was she? She was we were in Walmart together. And basically she uh she saw a woman who had a biracial child and her head wasn't very neat, basically. Mm-hmm. So my mom 
she didn't embarrass, it was like an embarrassing thing, but my mom just asked her, she said, what do you use in her hair? And she's just like, I've just tried so many things and I really, I don't know what to do. So mm-hmm. my mom took the time, took her down the hair aisle, like, use this. This will help detangle her curls easier. When you wash her hair, use this, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And I remember she, the lady, she started crying mm-hmm. because she was just like, I felt very bad as a mother and guilty because I know that hair is a big thing for little girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I realized that I don't know how to do black hair, but I was trying my best. But I, and she was just like, you just, you just bless me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and my mom was like, you can just do simple things. You don't have to do a lot, mm-hmm. but just for her hair to be still like kept up in a way. And so it can, it can grow more. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, it's a thing where it's like to take care of our hair and to have it a certain way you have to you know, you got to moisturize, deep condition, all that for it to grow. It's literally like you got to take take care from the the roots down, basically. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I remember that clear as day. And my mom didn't have to do that. No. She could have talked mess about her on the corner. Like, girl, I saw this lady in Walmart, her child. She had big black, black man in her child. Her hair I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's her own previous trauma, though. <laughs> wait, wait, who, your trauma? Kind of, sort of. What, as far as that situation? Yeah. I only will... It's Again, this is me admitting my ignorance. This is me being very transparent on Mm -hmm. here. (laughs) (laughs) Not really cut us off. (laughs) I just... That was really nice to your mom. I wouldn't have been the one. Yeah. A big here okay we're gonna this is going on a tangent but this is my explanation as to why i said that it has to be somebody that i'm family with or friends with and i know their motives and i know who they are Mm -hmm. because again like as as she said like you know hair is a a sacred thing with us it's a very important thing Mm -hmm. If you asking me a random lady off the street, we ain't we ain't really building a relationship. It's like you feel like she knew what she was doing, so she knew who she should have what she got, and she should have been prepared. Yes. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I will. And I just feel like because there's so many resources today, I feel like if you had a baby in the nineties, that's different. I understand because there was not as much resources. Mm-hmm. I would not be. I would be like, oh, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. There's literally so many YouTube channels, videos. I'm a YouTube type person. Right. And that's, I think that's also, and I talk about this, this is like a work advice too. Do not come into a job and say, I don't know how to do something if you hadn't at least researched how to do it yet. Mm. So why would you have child with someone and not have done the research? And that's also similar to why would you join an organization and not really done the research about why those organizations were created. Because if you researched why those organizations were created, do you think you would have still joined? I have no words. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's the look, me. I'm just saying, and that's on that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Period. That's just my personal opinion. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that like people who join 
organizations that were not created for their particular identity mm-hmm. are horrible people. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying any of that. Right. I'm just saying I would be more sensitive because also we could go on a whole nother conversation about this another day. Because oh, this again on TikTok, one of those people that joined a predominantly black organization, mm-hmm. their response to why they joined was really reckless. Yeah. And the I way like they to responded to people. You saved that one? No, you know I really don't like to feed in too much negativity. <laughs> I can only do but so many negative things in a day. Right. Um, and so I think that's why I am the way I am. Like, I'm a little guarded. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I said, they have to be friends. They have to be family. Yeah. No, I, I feel that. I have Everybody's to know their different. heart. See, this is why we're, we're different in water signs. I'm a cancer. I'm like, everybody deserves love. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I feel like I should give it to them because I am this way. And Raven, like, she. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been hurt too many times. I be, you know what the thing is? Is I am very, I'm actually very forgiving. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm a very forgiving person. Mm-hmm. So I forgave my sperm donor. <laughs> Multiple times. I'm so weak. And on that last time, I said, "Cut it." Yeah. Once you once you get to a certain point, if mm-hmm. I forget, I forget. Yeah. We gonna we gonna talk about forgiveness in another episode, child, because that's that is a good one. That's a good one. Did you have anything that you wanted to talk about on this podcast? Mm-hmm. Did did I cover this you topic? You did a very beautiful job. I love this. I can't wait to listen to it five times. Like I won't sit here. To- <laughs> She be going to sleep to the podcast, y'all. I'd be like, wow, we sound really soothing. Like, I don't like to hear my voice. giggling and whatnot. I'm just like, oh, wow. This has actually made me love my voice, like, in a sense, which is weird. Because, you know, I used to crack on, like, sound like very white, like, (laughs) all the time. But I'm like, damn, like, I I sound kind of good. It's okay. All the beautiful and sexy women have deep voices. What about us bitches over Beyonce, here? Meg. Who else? Reagan. My voice <laughs> not that deep. <laughs> oh, my. oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm gonna wrap this up. That was it? I think so. Was it? You don't have any more questions? Um No, not really. Oh. I just yeah. I do do you feel like we Oh, I did. I was gonna say I swear you had one more. Yeah, I did. Um, but we kind of touched on it. Like, how do you feel that people who may not identify within a certain group, how can they support, you know, how can they be a proper ally or how can they be mm. a proper ally to yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We touched without on actually being a part of right. an organization. Yeah. We honestly, I think we should bring this up. You can use us, for example. We're called the Black Girl Manifesto Podcast, but I've had women and men who are white follow our page share our stuff mm-hmm. things like that that's being a proper ally mm-hmm. so I got a little- and because it allows you the opportunity to learn and i think that's what we discussed is it allows you the opportunity to educate yourself gain knowledge on things that you know you might not feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking to because mm-hmm. sometimes some people like myself, we have a stank attitude <laughs> and it'd be real uncomfortable to come up to someone and say like, how can I be an ally or right. how can I, 
just be there for you, right? Yeah. And so I I think like Emerald said, you know, listening to our podcast will give you insight because we're we see things differently. And yeah. that will help you even know, like, you know, just because one black person said one thing to you does not mean that every black person feels that way. Just exactly. because one black person said you could say the N-word does not mean that the rest of us said you could say the N-word. Mm, cut the podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, this is just one of those tools to learn <laughs> that we're not all the same. Right. But anywho. Yeah. We just want to say thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you you are a fan. A real fan. Tell us how the audio quality sound this go around, y'all. That too. Tell us if it, if it sounds better, worse. We're hoping y'all say better. Because I I did some things. Ready to do some things. She's our she's our sound tech engineer. Mm-hmm. I got all them things underneath my belt. Yeah. Also, make sure to follow our Instagram account if you're not already. Yeah at bg manifesto and we're also on tiktok as the black girl manifesto podcast yes and we yeah that's that's yeah, we have instagram and tiktok yeah yeah if you're on our instagram make sure to head to our link in bio mm-hmm. fill out that google form yeah. and interact with y'all us y'all like we we actually want to hear from people we don't want it to just be like Oh, I listen. Like you, you listen. You cut it off. Like you know, you have time. If go you back didn't and agree, feedback. yeah. Or if you didn't agree about something, we we want the popular opinions, unpopular opinions, um, everything. Because we're not always right. We're not. We and that. the next episode will be led by yours truly, Emerald. It's me again. <laughs> do you want to give them a hint, or do we want to leave them lingering? Well, the next episode, we'll be talking about appreciating your accomplishments. Not mm. giving the title name, of course, because we, we love saving title names. But um, it's about appreciating your accomplishments. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I was brainstorming and working today. Mm. I was like, ooh, this is going to be a good one. But you know what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on it, too. <laughs> I'm waiting on it, too. Ain't even been part of it, but I'm waiting I'm, on it, too. I'm kind of scared for that one. Um, we you know, okay. will be real raw and unfiltered because <laughs> boy do we have some conversations on that topic yeah i'm not that's gonna be a long one yeah but you yeah. let's sign off yeah goodbye goodbye black girl manifesto podcast we out okay.